Welcome to Stories in Ink, a new podcast with Empty Can Productions. I'm your host, Spencer Kennard. Welcome back, everyone. Sorry it's been a minute. We've had a little break in the programming and are getting off the blocks a little slower than we would like to here in 2021, but that is okay. Joining me tonight, as always, is the founder of Empty Cam Productions, the control booth wizard, and someone who has no shame in talking nerdy to you, my friend and co-pilot through this crazy project, Jesse Luciani. Jesse, have you recovered from that intro? How are we doing today? <laughs> um, I, I will argue I think that is the best intro anyone's ever given me, Spencer. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for that. I am doing fine, man. Burning the candle at both ends. Um, oh, I know. We are recording <laughs> late this morning on Thursday, February twenty fifth. Yep, I had <laughs> I had two other recording sessions today with uh, Zach Wright stuff and uh, the Rotten Review show. Oh, it's so, awesome, man! man. Yeah, uh, so you you we you are uh, you are killing it right now. You're up to four shows, right? Four shows. Yep. That is great, man. I'm so happy for you and everyone. It's it's been anyway. a lot of fun. It's still trying to juggle it around and get, you know, everything all all right up there. All the schedules kind of yeah, lined up yeah. and syncing and oh, I feel you. I feel you. Um well, um I know we're doing so we're doing things a little different tonight. Yes, um we are. you know, we uh we don't have a guest, but we're still going to be telling some tattoo stories. Mm-hmm. Um just for all of our regular listeners, you know, these kind of think of them as a little mini episode where you kind of get to like look into, I guess, the life of, of what it's like to be a tattoo artist and how, you know, some of those stories that may not be so much focused on one particular person just all kind of go back to the stories of tattooing and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, you know, Jesse, I, I I think that we don't always get to hear all those stories from all of the people that come in. And I, I think yeah. that kind of does a disservice to the work in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, I thought it would be pretty fun if we started out tonight um, with a pod decks question. Yes, um, let me grab the deck here. Are you going to grab the deck? So just while he's grabbing the deck, uh, just so you guys all know, I have no um, no idea what he's going to pull from this deck. Um, but if you're curious about this, pod decks are actually the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have a more meaningful conversation or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Pod decks are also great for icebreakers. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code stories in ink, all one word for 10% off your order. Again, that's poddex.com promo code stories in ink. All right, Jesse, I would do a drum roll, but uh, it's pretty late and the neighbors <laughs> might get bad. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more with that. So uh, our pod deck question okay. for today, Spencer. Yes. What is your favorite gadget? <laughs> well, that's an easy one. That's my tattoo machine. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it on brand here. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's it, it's really cool um, because so tattoo machines have evolved a lot. Um, there's actually like two main different types of tattoo machines. So you actually have your like traditional machines, which are coils. 
which are the really loud ones that go me sound like bumblebees and like, you know, (laughs) terrify people. Um, (laughs) Just like that stereotypical tattoo sound. Um, And then uh, you have rotaries, which are actually rotary engines. They're little rotary engines that go around and around and around and around. around, And they actually will, uh, they'll press like a plunger and that's what will allow the the cartridge, the needle cartridge, to go up and down. So, um, you know, it's it's a really fascinating thing because I've used both. I actually started out on coils, <laughs> like, and coils are heavy, right? And I started out, I was using these heavy tubes, so like heavy metal tubes with a heavy coil machine, and like, oh, <laughs> the weight of those things, and you know, when you're apprenticing. Um, and having to like scrub down all of the tubes every single day and break them down and like make sure everything's out of there yeah. and run through the autoclave. Uh. It's just, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> I, I definitely like the rotaries where it's all like, just you're done. Right. <laughs> you're done with it. Like every time you <laughs> put done. it away and you're done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's fascinating because like it, it's weird, but the rotary machine was actually kind of invented for, um, at the same time as like the coil machine. Cause mm-hmm. a coil machine essentially just uses like a doorbell system, right? You're yeah. essentially pressing power and that's, what's running it, causing it to fire up and oh, down. Yeah. But the rotary is actually kind of based off the electric pin that, um, uh, Thomas Edison may or may not have invented. Um, <laughs> we don't really know what he actually yeah. did and didn't invent, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'd say that's like one of the things of being like a tattoo artist is just like, you're always just like, well, what else, yeah. what other machine could I buy? How um, how many like tattoo guns can you get? You know? Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> It's for me, I definitely, I have, it's so, I, it's so silly. Like I definitely have a type, like, <laughs> like I want them all black. Like that's it. I don't want. Oh, any, yeah. No, I, yeah. Like if it, has, if it, even if it has like a little like silver, like adornment, I'm like, no, I don't want it. So you want <laughs> but, like the matte black. Yeah. Like, the one I have right now is like matte black. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> um it's it's actually yeah, it's actually it's uh it's a Cheyenne. It's like a tenth anniversary edition. Ooh. And it's like it's all like matte black. The whole thing is black and I'm like, I love you. <laughs> 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 no, but like I I uh I found this like this is all just kind of I guess like for lack of a better word, tattoo talk. I found the Cheyennes um and I started using them because they had a similar back weight to like a traditional machine because a traditional machine it's like your hand you can't you guys listening you can't see it now but like <laughs> if you hold it up it's going to pull your hand back right like it's it's heavy yeah. on the end and um by doing that and having something that still had a little bit of back weight like um it i just i, I fell in love with the cheyennes and just that's what i use now but I mean, like there are still, you know, there's still guys that are loyal to the coil till they're dead in the soil, man. Like, <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those things where I, I really think the, the best tool is the one that lets you do the best work, you know, and there's no, there's no really right or wrong 
Yeah, but it's it's all about preference. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're using something that that can, again, like you're comfortable with, and it's going to help you give the client the best thing, why would you not use that? It seems silly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's weird how like each tattoo has, like, machine has so many different. If you think about it, like so many different interactions and can affect so many lives. It's oh, yeah. like, you know, cause uh, I'm trying to, th- trying to equate it to something else. It's kind of well, hard. The, well, the tattoo, the tattoo gun is that perfect expression of it. it's, you know, the, the sword and the, and the pen, you know, it's a combination of both. <laughs> you know, what, mean, what's is, better than like, you know, you would, that whole thing, like the pen is mightier than the sword, but the tattoo gun is, Fucking both. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It, it can write words and cut people. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it cuts while it writes. Yeah. Or does it write when it cuts? Ooh. The world may never know. We cannot get to the center of that Tootsie Pop. Um, but it, the it's... I'm trying to think of another type of tool that would really... Yeah. I don't want to say like uh, be able to hold like so many stories. Does that make sense? No, like, uh, yeah. I, I guess maybe I'm thinking of, like this might seem like a weird or silly kind of. No, maybe but I, I, here, I, but out, like, out of like tools used for a profession, what other ones would hold that many interesting stories? And it is hard to come up with one. Because... Well, I'm trying to think of one that would affect as many people. And that's not to like, give some type of self-importance yeah, but like not to discredit anything but yeah because i mean you, you you can't really say a typewriter because a typewriter i mean one person is using that typewriter but i guess one person might you know multiple people might read what comes from that typewriter yeah but it's not like but directly... it's not the, the the original thing that came out of that typewriter yeah it's the producing of it yeah well to be a little nerdy, it makes me think of that Simpsons episode where uh, Moe's rag tells the story of his life. Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> you know the exact yeah. one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that is uh, coming to It makes to... you really wonder why Moe never changed that rag. It was a talking bar rag. How could you change I'm, it? I mean... <laughs> I mean, think of think of how gross it would have had to be to generate life. <laughs> like how much, like how much crap is that one rag picked up that it's that it's sentient? It's now sentient. Um, <laughs> so, well, I think the only thing that has that much effect, you know, going back to it, probably a doctor's scalpel. You know what I was actually thinking was just like a beer glass. True. Like, True. You know, I mean, Jesse, you, you bartended, you know, and it's yes. like, you, especially if you're not just using, like, if you're actually using nice glassware and things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I, I remember some... very vividly my first bartending job was at the New York Athletic Club, which is, you know, the it's really fan elite club that all like, athletes go to and all this thing, but it has a bar up on, like, the main floor. It had like all that crystal stemware and stuff, but mm-hmm. but it was all like the same. Yeah, yeah, really. It's 
all the stories that are being whispered into that glass every time, all the conversations that that glass has yeah. heard through that. A beer I mean, can, I guess it would be similar to like a cocktail shaker in a way, exactly. or a barber's, a barber's, a barber's clippers. Yeah, because it can really make yeah. or break someone's day. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent agree. Uh, (laughs) That's true. But it, but it, it is kind of fascinating. So, you know, I have, I have quite a bit of machines, Mm -hmm. um, but I also have machines that, um, you know, uh, tattooers are notorious for just like collecting stuff. (laughs) Like we are kind of our own type of hoarder in a way like especially when it comes to tattoo things <laughs> like yeah so um you know one of the uh one of the you know um one of the pillars of the New York t- tattooing scene especially very early on was a a tattoo artist by the name of Bowery Stan. Mm. Now that's of course, you know, his nickname, that's what everyone gave to him. Uh, that's what everyone kind of called to him. And he was a, he was actually, he and his brother were both tattoo artists. Their father was a tattoo artist. Um, but he actually passed last year and, um, his grandson has been going through the estate and has actually, uh, shout out to Nick if you're listening. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I've actually gotten a few of Stan's machines. Oh, wow. Now I have, I have a few that were just kind of in his collection. You know, there are a couple spider web machines and then I have one, one that's actually signed and engraved by him, which is kind of a really cool thing, mm-hmm. you know, like um, this piece of tattoo history that, you know, because building machines is a, um, it's almost kind of like this own little art form where, um, you know, not everyone can do it. Not everyone can tune a machine and make it like really run the way it's supposed to. Um, you know, there's, there's a pitch, there's a, there's a, a sound that you, each machine has, right. Because, because based on the coils and how much electricity is going through it, but like there's this, it's a very interesting thing because there's this, um, I don't want to call it a rhythm, but like this, I mean, I, this syncopation, this kind of beat, this sound that you can just hear and you can know when it's like hitting like mm-hmm. the right way. Um, you kind of lose that in rotaries. Now rotaries come from a completely different type of, um, you know, of world, right? Like a lot of it, you know, a lot of it came from figuring out, Oh, I can make this needle, um, go up and down, up and down and repeat in the same pattern. And instead of using these big heavy coils, I can use something a lot lighter, a lot quieter. Um, and the, the whole history of, of that, you know, it, it really did a lot of it stem out of, like the, uh, the prison systems, <laughs> like, because I, they were, I do think I remember seeing something on Vice about a, a tattoo artist oh, made yeah. one out of like a, a CD player motor. Oh yeah. So and what, what, like a big pen. And shit. Yeah. So like what you would do is, you know, you could, 
you'd get the E string of a guitar, right? There's your needle. So you'd file that thing down, get it nice and sharp. Um, you would get a pin, hollow it out, use the pin tube. That's what's feeding it through. You would then wind that around the motor of like, uh, yeah, like a, I mean, you could use like a CD player or you could use a, um, Oh, like a, like a Walkman is what they yeah. would use a lot of Walkmans. Cause that, that was just of the time. That's what I meant. But when I said CD player, it was Walkman. Yeah. Us millennials, man, we, we didn't have the, <laughs> we, our Walkmans were CD players. Yep. Um, but again, the reason why they would use them is cause they were quiet <laughs> <laughs> and there's, I'll tell you what though, like there's a lot of engineering that goes into these things. Oh, yeah. These, you know, these kind of builds like, cause you are working with minimal materials. Like you'll see them on the back, like a fork that's been bent and that's what's holding the motor and there's a battery in it and that's, what's running it. And like, you know, it's the, 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 the constant like improving in the, um, ingenuity of just tattoo artists, I mean, we're all tinkerers, man. Like we all just constantly are like, like even when I was using coils, right. I was constantly pulling my machine apart, trying to build it, yeah. like trying to figure out how to get it running. Right. And I, you know, my, I have my first, my first machine still hanging up above my station. Right. And it's got the big, it's got the big metal <laughs> tubes in it and it's got the, the needle on bar and it's got where I kind of scratched in like my logo on the side, like my little SK thing. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. Uh, I, you know, it's, uh, what I do, I think about even with that machine, all the people I tattooed and with mm. the machine I'm using now, all the people that I've tattooed and that have come in and just, you know, it is pretty fascinating to think about how I don't want to say something I take for granted because I don't like, that's my tool. That's, that's the thing that lets me, um, lets me, lets me work and provide a livelihood for me and my family. And, you know, but it's so cool to think that that tool, that one little thing, is what also affects other people's lives. And like, and that's not a, you know, that's, I hope that doesn't come across as me like amping myself up or talking like too highly or anything like that. But it is like, no, but it it's, is it's true though, but it, it's something that does give you a little bit of pause when you think about yeah. it, you know, like how, you know, and let me say this, the machine is cleaned every single time. Like, it's, it's <laughs> You're not, not just like, throwing it in the drawer at the end of the night. Just no, no. Now, that being said, um, you know, the machine is obviously cleaned and you um, every single time. Right. Uh, we take cross contamination as tattoo artists very seriously. Oh, yeah. um, we are working in things that are are hazardous you know, it's by, it's a, it's considered a biohazard, right? All of our waste and things like that. Um, but so for example, right, whenever that machine is done being used, it's clean with a meta, like it's a, basically the same wipe that I use is the same thing they use in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, that thing kills everything up to including, you know, HIV AIDS, 
Like that's how strong this medical grade cleaner is that we we use it. Um, otherwise we couldn't, we couldn't use anything. Yeah. Right. Because we would literally have to be throwing it away every single time. Um, but the machine's the only thing that does get reused. Um, I know that most people that are listening to this, I'm sure have gotten a tattoo. Mm. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't, just so you know, we do take all that stuff really seriously as it well. It is super clean. It is super sanitary. It's all good. Go get your tattoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it, it is so cool. Like, like each machine kind of has its own little story too, because yeah. like you use a certain machine for a certain, you know, a certain thing that you want to do, or it has a different feel. It has a different, like yeah. there's a very, there's a lot of minutia that goes into it. I have to ask, have you ever built a machine from scratch? Um, I have Franken built a few machines. Yes. Um, what I mean by Franken built is like, <laughs> you just get all of the parts. Cause I mean, again, like you, yeah. whenever you're learning, you, you, for me, the best way to learn is to just like break it all down and figure out why, how it like, that's just the way I like to do things. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, I've built, I've taken them all the way down to the frames and reconstructed them using different coils and figured out which ones worked. And, you know, I actually have a whole, uh, a book about building machines. Um, the, it's a, it's a really cool, it's just a cool book. Like it goes through how, you know, how tight you need to wind each coil. Cause it's this weird, like when you say the word coils, like something comes to mind, but like, it's literally just wire that's been wrapped around yeah. a lot of times. Like it's, it's a crazy thing. Like it's literally just duh, 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 duh. like, it's just wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped. But it's ha- knowing how tight you have to wrap it, how, like what gauge of, of wire you need, like what it's got to be coated. Like there's a lot that goes into it and I'm not going to pretend that I know all of that. Um, I don't, I don't build machines, right? Like there are, there are very talented uh, machine builders and talented artists that do build machines. Um, I am not one of those people, <laughs> um, you know, but just mad respect to the people that do do it, but it's that, but you do need to know how to maintain your equipment. Oh right? yeah. So like, and, and it's hard, right? Because now we're in this kind of day and age where it's like, oh, well, it's not working. I can just buy a new one. Yeah. You know, you know, and that's, that is what it is. You know, it's, there's, especially online now, you can buy a bunch of like crap, like you can buy cheap crap machines. Oh yeah. Um, Like, you know, and if you, but if you don't know how to use them, right. Or if you don't know how to fix them or do anything else like that, you're still not, not going to get the best result. Um, you know, and it's, it is, it's, it's knowing your craft, knowing your tools, you know? No. Yeah. Cause I, I, I know that from a completely different end of the spectrum. I know that from just podcast equipment in general, you know, cause yeah, you I can, mean, I yeah because you can buy some shitty soundboards for like it'll, next to nothing, but you're gonna just have shitty quality in the thing. Yeah, it's just not gonna be. 
you're gonna you're gonna be trying to shine a turd, man. Like it's. I mean, prime example. Look at some of the old ECP presents episodes. Oh, man, those the, those are so there's those the self, there's the self loathing. We have to get in there. <laughs> well, you guys were sharing a microphone. We were point, our I first believe. the first ever episode. <laughs> it was me and Joseph sharing a USB mic, and it's the quality is quite quite horrible. <laughs> it's, it's not the best but uh well you you guys are back better. together though for the the rotten, yeah, for the rotten review, show. review show yeah the long-awaited yeah. reunion yes <laughs> from our from our one one super fan <laughs> nice yeah um now are you gonna bring in uh, some of the characters and things like that, that you guys uh, doing? we haven't talked about that yet we we're shooting about an idea about doing uh, the Guess What You're Up as a uh, YouTube series. Uh, see, I thought you were going to bring in like WandaVision type ad breaks with like the... <laughs> with, yeah, you know, we might. <laughs> we might. I didn't think of that. Our, our latest episode was all about WandaVision. Yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing else to talk about. Um, uh, we're, we're doing our own little fantasy football pool about who we think the uh, super secret guest is going to be. The Luke Skywalker in. Uh, it's actually good. Here's the here's the kicker. It's yeah. actually Luke Skywalker. It's actually Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it, he's and coming Grogu. to get Wanda to save Baby Yoda. Yes, to save Grogu. Save Grogu. And all of Disney. <laughs> it's it's Luke Skywalker with Kevin Feige just standing like over his shoulder, being like, "Come, let's save Disney." <laughs> with a Sokatan. <laughs> All right, with that little nerd break, let's get back to tattooing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> oh, man. It, it is it is kind of interesting, though, because, um, you know, tattoo artists do hold on to their machines. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I've got friends that have used like tattoo friends that have used the same machine for going on 10, 15 years. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's that whole thing of like, once you get one that you like, you you don't want it, you know? Um, and there's like, it almost like a superstition about it. Well, it's yeah, maybe like, it's like, you know, it's like a baseball player that has his favorite bat or yeah. his, uh, you know, or sp- a bat, uh, you know, a basketball player has their specific shoe. Um, or like Michael Jordan wears their shorts, their college shorts under their regular shorts for their entire career. Wait, did, he? did you not know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he really? wears Michael North Carolina did... shorts under yeah, his regular. For the entire 90s? Yeah, most of them. Wow. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I wish I, I could feel sorry for the my, shorts. I, I wish I could fit into my co- my high school shorts. Yeah, I'm finally back to my college weight, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it it's interesting because, like, you I don't know if you necessarily want to also be the person that is first getting tattooed with a new tattoo machine. Yeah. Because, like, I know that seems like it would be like, oh, you got a new machine. Awesome. <laughs> but then it's like, and it's not to say like a tattoo artist is not experienced in what they're doing, but it's like, 
it, they also have, you also have to think they're, they're figuring out the machine as well, like how it's going to hit, how it's going to be tuned, yeah. all these other kind of things. So, um, you know, we're able to diagnose that stuff really quickly getting into a tattoo. Like, I mean, you're one line in and you already know yeah. like what needs to happen, which way it needs to go, like what adjustments you need to make. But, you know, it, it's, there's just so much little minutia to it. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing with like needles. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, I use a rotary, which uses a cartridge based system, but even with those cartridges, the different brands all are different. Um, which the, that sounds silly. Um, but like they each will do something a little bit different than something than like another brand. And so it's like figuring out which ones will actually give you the results that you need. You know, I have certain certain companies that I'll use their one needle for this one thing and not use them for anything yeah. else. And I have other needles that I use their needles for absolutely everything. Um, but it is just kind of interesting. Like, you know, there's a lot that goes into just not just the machine, but like also the power supply, you know, the thing that is driving the machine. You need to make sure that that's solid and, um, you know, and your cords, your cords that connect everything together. Now they, now it's crazy. They have like cordless systems. It's insane. Uh, I've used, I used one for a, a little bit and it's, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Like it's really convenient not to have like a cord attached to anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I like it. I don't like cords. They get everywhere. Oh yeah. No, I can imagine. <laughs> As someone who works in audio recording, <laughs> I'm saying that as I'm like trying to untangle my leg from the 14 cords like, I have under my desk. You got the python. You got the 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 foot python of of <laughs> speaker cables oh, yeah. by your feet. <laughs> USB plugs, the whole nine, man. Nice, not the whole ten. Well, we need a couple more guests, and then I can nah. plug in the rest of the mics. <laughs> I know, right? I have this whole one right here. Just <laughs> chilling. Oh. Well, I mean, I think like you know, I guess in summary, man, like uh, the tools of your trade are important, whatever your trade is. Right? And I think that there's something to be said about being mindful of those things. And how we use them, how we maintain them and how they really do affect other people. You know, um, again, I think that the stories that, that my tattoo machines could tell, like, I mean, there's, there's a plethora of them. Like they're, they're not stopping anytime soon, but, um, you know, maybe that's something that we can get more into at a different time. But I, I, I guess I just would encourage whatever it is you do, be mindful of your, of your stuff, take care of it, you know, yeah. because those, those are, you know, and be grateful that you even have it, I guess, man, you know, like not everyone, you know, not everyone's in the position that you are. And, you know, it's not to say you can't get bigger and better things eventually, but yeah, but he's still got to, This is a a bad example, but like I think of it like Andy's toys, right? Like from Toy (laughs) Story, 
like you know, like when he gets Buzz Lightyear, he he kind of neglects Woody yeah. a little bit, and that's what causes the whole conflict. That doesn't change the fact that he had good times with 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 Woody, and um, you know, it didn't take away from those stories that were told, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think as long as we're still mindful of those things, we can you know, move forward and yeah, we can get new things and better equipment, I guess. But at the same time, that doesn't change the work that's been done before. Oh yeah. I know. I, I, I get that. Cause there's always that weird sense when you upgrade your stuff that you're kind of disrespecting your old thing that you used to use. I wonder if it's like, cause we also associate like your practice with it. Yeah. So it's not necessarily even the thing itself. It's the fact that you're attaching, this is what I used to do the thing I did before. Yeah. Like it's almost kind of ritualistic in that way too. And you're like breaking part of that ritual. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe no, that's, I, I, yeah. Maybe, I, I maybe like something that better. There. I like that better than what I said. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to correct you. <laughs> no, no, I know. This <laughs> is more eloquent. Yeah, I guess. But it's true though. Like whenever you, whenever anything new comes into your, you know, your, like in your practice, like it's going to feel a little strange. It's going to feel a little different until you, until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it also is what allows us, you know, again, it goes back into growth. It goes back into all of those things. Uh, if we can, you know, if, if we're, and, and I think if you're really putting the effort in to do something well, then you eventually will grow, you know, in one way or another. And people will be able to see that, and you'll eventually get those better tools or things like that. But, you know, it's everything in time. Everything in time at the right time. <laughs> yep. But, well, I mean, Jesse, do you want to talk about any more of your other programs that you got coming out um, right now? <laughs> sure. If you're going to give me the time, I'll uh, give you all the time. <laughs> uh, folks, this is one of the many jewels of the uh, empty can productions line here. Stories and ink. But if you could do me a big favor and if you can please go check out uh, Jesse makes a movie uh, available on iTunes and Spotify and Google podcasts. It is my solo show where I'm by myself and I talk about, my lifelong dream of creating a movie, and Spencer, you can contest of the many times I used to come crying to you back when <laughs> you used to bartend. Um, it's the whole thing is different for me because it's I'm very open in the show. It's not it's not scripted. It's a, it's a ca- it's like a captain's log almost. Yes, v- very much so. I, I try to do William Shatner impersonation and everything, <laughs> <laughs> but. Like, in the last episode I did, I even titled it uh, Dealing with My Mephesto, because, again, as you said, I'm very nerdy. But in the episode, I talk about dealing with my uh, learning disability and how it affects with me trying to write the script and dealing with self-esteem. Yeah. And that was, it was, I didn't, I debated about putting it out there, but I, I did, and I've got some pretty good feedback on it, but I... I'm just I'm just very proud of the way the show's going, and I really like it. So it would mean a lot if you guys could go and check it out and just give it a listen. I've listened to it; it's great. Um, I, I do think 
I think by you being more open, it's allowing, it's going to allow your creative process to flow a whole lot more. It, it really um, has. Like it's not, whenever you get pent up, you get, uh, you know, not, not you, but when we as yeah. people get pent up and we don't kind of express those things, it's very hard for any type of creativity to flow. Um, you know, because creativity is expression, right? Yeah. <laughs> and whenever you're bottling that up, you're obviously not expressing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I definitely think, no, it's great. Um, you know, again, man, I'm super proud of you and super happy to see where the, the direction that you're going with this is. Um, I think it's going to be great. I think it's whenever all it's all, whenever you do start to get more into those, not the, the I mean, every part of filmmaking is intense, but like, it's going to be a nice way to look back and see all of your progress. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you have Jesse makes a movie, you have the Rotten Review show, which you guys, um, it's, it's, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, which obviously it's not my show. Um, so I could be very largely mistaken. Um, but whenever you guys were doing, um, the is the ecp presents yeah like down the hatch you guys did like a lot of like i distinctly remember listening to your halloween content oh Um, yeah we haven't done uh or halloween content because we started the show after halloween but we're definitely going to bring that back up the whole spectacular it's like kind of similar to it right like in a way because you guys are watching are you guys watching are you yeah we're we're watching well actually we're watching all of we're trying to find the worst movie ever created. That's that's our goal of trying to find the worst movie ever made. And the we're worst just movie ever made. Worst movie ever made. And we're digging through the bowels of Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO Max, the whole nine. Uh, the latest episode we talked but about. You're not going to find it on a streaming service. <laughs> I love the, we're just seeing what we can get. We uh, well, we talked in the latest episode. We talked about Willow. Remember that movie, Val Kilmer as. Mad Mardigan? No. Oh, uh, it's uh I have no idea. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no, Luke Skywalker. Um, George Lucas's version of The Hobbit, and I'll leave it as that. Oh no! It's it's oh, wonderfully no. and horrible oh, at the no. same time. Oh no! But oh, no, um, no, 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 um, no, no, no. Yeah, but that's just a fun. Yeah, it's just because we used to do uh, Down the Hatch, and that was. The, it's it's basically the same show, just kind of retooled. Gotcha. We talk a Very little cool. bit of just just two old friends catching up and talking about their love for horror movies. Yeah, that's very awesome. And uh, the other show that just released uh, this month with Zach Wright stuff is a, a interview show I'm doing with a writer I met in Michigan named Zach Cole, who has wrote two novels called one's called legacy of felnor that you can get on amazon and the other one is the oath keepers prophecy which is coming out hopefully next month um he's all self-published and you know again i'm a sucker for coming rags or riches tale you know struggling artists who just wanted to do this and did it so or just like a rags tale like yeah (laughs) <laughs> like no <laughs> um yeah and he was always a big fan of the, of the old ecp stuff so i'd say just let's do a show and let's talk about yeah, your, your book and 
give some advice along the way, and we're gonna we're gonna go up until that book gets published, and we're gonna see where we're gonna go from there. Well, that's awesome. Well, again, I think it's it's cool that you're uh, starting to push out like shows about creativity, and I think that that's kind of a, a unique platform that there's. I mean, again, like just just speaking directly to everyone else out there, Jesse does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, this show could not get done without him um, just because I don't have the time to do it. <laughs> um, and like so, uh, you know, he does a lot and I'm super appreciative of that. And, um, you know, again, man, like. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to do this show. Thank you for all the hard work you put in on it. Um, and I'm Thank super you, excited you to see where everything is going for you. I I'm having a lot of fun with yeah. everything. Well, that's the, no. that's the goal, man. And I'm glad you picked <laughs> us to produce your show. Uh, no, eh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it doing it with anyone else. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. I, yep. Um, everyone who's out there, thank you very much for listening. Um, again, if you like this episode, tell us, uh, hit us up on all of our different social media. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. Uh, I think we have Facebook. We're starting to get Twitter, all these different things out there. Um, you know, we are working to generate content. We're not the best at it. Um, if you're, if you want to be on an episode of the show, hit us up, shoot us a message. We would love to have you. We'd love to talk tattoos with you. Absolutely. I know it is super late, so you got to stay up. You got to burn the midnight flame with us, but uh, we'll burn it with you. Uh, we'll burn it with you to burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, this has been Stories in Ink. I'm Spencer Kennard. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. <laughs>